We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And Ryan, obviously, Notre Dame got two big commitments this weekend. Both of the kids were on campus this past week. I, th- I think the next part of it is now diving into the other players that were on campus this weekend that didn't publicly commit. Yeah. And and just the the movement that Notre Dame was able to make or not make in one case with players. And, and I think where we're going to begin, Ryan, is because there was some bit of news that goes with this is uh, one of my favorite receivers in this class, as you very well know, visited this weekend, Micah Gilbert from Charlotte Christian. A couple things about this one, Ryan. Number one, we've said the Carolinas are a very important area for Notre Dame. They've already yep. got one commitment in this class from the Carolinas, Jack Larson, who's from Charlotte Catholic, not Charlotte Christian. Obviously, they're trying to recruit Bryce Young, who is from this high school as well. But they got Micah Gilbert on campus. We all, we've all we talked about him before. His dad, Mark Gilbert, uh, played in the NFL, correct, I believe. Yep. Uh, was a Division One football player. His 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 older brother played at Duke a few years ago, and Duke had a really good secondary. Also named Mark Gilbert. Yep. Yep. And then now uh, Micah Gilbert is coming to town. He's a six foot two, two hundred five pound wide receiver. Ryan. He announced today that he will be making a commitment somewhere on May second, and I don't do not think it's a coincidence the timing of that announcement. But Notre Dame, I'm going to steal your phrase completely knocked it way out of the park for Micah Gilbert this weekend, who Notre Dame recently, he had announced the top seven that Notre Dame was a part of, by the way. Yes. And and we know that Notre Dame has been high on Micah Gilbert for some time, months and months and months since that he was all has been high on Micah Gilbert for a long time. (laughs) Brian Driscoll. That's Brian Driscoll. It's Brian Driscoll. So love this. I mean, Brian, you mentioned it already, though, right? He's a young man. North Carolina, Notre Dame just got two commitments from North Carolina this past cycle, obviously, and Sam Pendleton and Sullivan Absher. Want to continue to really start stockpiling and hitting in the Carolinas more and more. And this is a young man where Notre Dame has been very high on him for some time. And now he's making a commitment, obviously, on May 2nd at 4 p.m. Eastern time. We believe that Notre Dame has obviously put themselves in a great position. I, I talked to a couple, and I can name drop because they gave me the okay on this, but I talked to Cam Williams. I talked to Carson Hobbs, two commits in the 2024 class or for Notre Dame, one wide receiver, one cornerback, who talked a lot about that they really thought that they, they hit it off with Micah Gilbert. He was a guy that kind of meshed with the other commits on the cl- campus and the recruits on campus just in general during this during this segment or during this visit, I should say. And I really think that they really moved the needle with him. A a kid that had spoken well of Notre Dame before this, Brian, but this was a kid that we were – knew Notre Dame was working hard to get him on campus sometime, right? And they were having trouble with that, Ryan. They were having trouble getting him on campus. Not that he didn't want to come, but there just were some other schools that were a little bit more of a priority. They were finally able to get get him up for the blue-gold game. And, you know, the thing that I had been told – well, this is about a month ago when you and I kind of broke down the board. One of the things that I had been told is that they were very high on him. They just they weren't quite sure how he felt about them. 
because they were they weren't able to get him on campus. And you're seeing the film here; he he really looks good. But the 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 thing about it, Ryan, was um, he's a guy that they felt really fit here, and they thought that if they could get him on campus, that they could really they they weren't surprised by their ability to get the movement because they really felt like Micah is a great fit at Notre Dame. Great student. You just needed kid. to get him. Yeah. yeah. Mature kid comes from a great family, uh, mature family. They understand there's a, there's a lot more to this than only playing football, but football is obviously an important piece to this, but there's other things to consider. They felt that if they could get him on campus, that it would, that, that they'd be in great shape because he's just such a great fit for Notre Dame and in, in, in yeah. every aspect of it, including being very talented. I think the one thing that, people are going to have a knock on him about, and, and I, I understand it is, is he's not a burner, right? No. He's, he's not a guy that is, is going to be a take the top off the defense with pure speed all the time. But what I view him, Ryan, is a, is a great compliment. And that's why I think his ranking to me is, is too low. He's ranked 199 by 247, 223 by on three ESPN and rivals have, have him as a four star, but not in the, uh, not in their top 300 by ESPN or 250. And for me, there's, there's no, this kid's a no, no doubt about it. Top 150 kid. And if he had a little bit more speed, he'd be a one top 100 kid. Cause here's some things I love about him. Number one, you're seeing in here. He has got tremendous ball skills. Yes. He's got very strong hands. He's six two, two Oh five, really thick body. He's a guy that, that to me, if you, if you're like a comp to me, I, he's a little bit more athletic version of Jaden Thomas to me, to be honest with you. But he's a little taller, I think, than Jane Thomas as well. He's a guy that's going to be 215, 220. That's 6'2 with long arms, great ball skills that can play in the boundary. I mean, that right there, that's just look at the body control. I don't care about the catch, right? Like, okay, he's beat a high school kid. What I what I want y'all to look at on that particular catch is look how easily he flips his hips here. Just bam, just flip him around, get his feet down. He's got great body control. He's got excellent focus on the football. He's got you know a, a big body, body, big frame. He can he can work himself open. He can win contested catches. But I think he's more athletic than people give him credit for. He's not a fast guy, but he's he's very athletic. I think right. He's got very quick feet, great balance, very smooth and fluid. You see how easily I, he's I was getting gonna in say, and out of that break right there. Like yeah. that's smooth, man. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I was going to say smooth, smooth is the the word that I think of when I when I kind of phrase it to Mike Gilbert. He is a really smooth, big, strong receiver. Yeah. Like that's what he is. And I someone commented on the chat earlier, Brian, or maybe it was on the message board. I can't remember. This kid's hands are about as good as you're going to find in the 2024 yes. class as well, man. Yes. Like he consistently extends and plucks. Like he has yeah. incredible hand-eye coordination and really strong hands for his position. So, well. Somebody just compared him to CJ Williams, and I think that's fair. I think except Mike is about 15 pound, 15, 20 pounds bigger than CJ was, and he's about an inch taller. Yeah. But yes, similar, similar skill set. But yes, his ball skills are outstanding. I mean, he's just that guy that 
you know, he brings a lot of the, some of the stuff that Jaden Cradehouse brought to the table in last year's class. He may not be the guy that averages 20 yards a catch every week, but he's the guy that's going to catch eight passes. You know, he, he's going to be that volume. guy. He's going to be that guy on third and five that there's just nothing you can do about it. You know, he's just going to, it's going to box you out. Go ahead, Ryan. I was, I was going to say, I also think of him a little bit. And again, this isn't a comp to this player, just one part of the game that I think is similar to Marie, you remember Maurice Stovall, Brian? Like, obviously, he was a catch point guy, but you could throw him a now screen out there and he would kind of yes. be physical and bully you a little bit. This kid could do that part yes. of the game, too. I think he's a yes. better yak guy than people are going to give him credit for because he's really physical, man. And, he and the balance, right? Yeah. That, and that's why the agility and balance is so important because he can be, break, break, break off a tackle, right? I mean, he's a strong kid. Like, just, you know, come on, dude. That's just not even fair right there. Here he is playing defense on this particular play, but. Look, he lacks one trait and one trait only, in my opinion, and that's just burner speed. Yes. Uh, he's not as fast as Cam Williams. He has great size, uh, good good height, great length, yep. really thick frame, great strength, very good athleticism overall. His route running potential is outstanding. I mean, this is a kid that knows how to get open. I mean, he already is an advanced player as a route runner, and it's only going to get better as he gets older. Uh, he only played seven games this year because of an injury, right? But he's got everything you want. Great body control, great vision, a uh, very high IQ football player, clearly. There's a lot to like about this kid, Ryan. And uh, I'm I'm glad they were able to make the move because, as, you, as you've known for a while, I'm very high on this kid. And he compliments Kay, uh, Cam Williams very well. That's that's very the biggest well. thing, too, is that when you're talking about trying to get a complete wide receiver class, if they are able to close on a guy like Micah Gilbert's you can say, yeah, Cam Williams is faster than Mike Gilbert. Well, the great thing is, is that they're going to be together if he commits to Notre Dame, and they're going to be able to complement one another. You could look at it and say Cam is more of that vertical separator, a little more yeah. deep, uh, obviously a lot more deep speed, but then Micah could be a, a complement to him yeah. in such big ways. In two ways, Ryan. One is you have one at boundary and one at field. Cam being at field, yeah. Micah being the boundary. The other way is to the same side with Cam outside and Micah inside doing a lot of the stuff that Jaden Thomas does. In my opinion, and and I like I said, I think he's a little bit a little bit taller, and and he's a little thicker than Jaden was as a junior, but he's a better athlete than Jaden Thomas was. And Jaden Thomas is a good athlete, uh, but I think the Jaden Thomas comp is is a really it's interesting, a really good one. But I think he's a, just a little bit, like I said, at the same age, just a little bit more athletic than than Jaden was as far as how he fits into this offense. So that's that's a, that's a big one, Ryan. So obviously Notre Dame did a great job there, and they also did a, a really good job with a teammate of his. Yes. Micah is a teammate of Notre Dame uh, legacy recruit Bryce Young, who Notre Dame is also trying to close out here soon. And that is, uh, he was also on campus this weekend, and he has gotten he has gotten really big. I I'm going to find this photo because remember he was like a six foot four, two hundred five, two hundred fifteen pound kid. I I just remember when Notre Dame first offered him last summer, and and we pulled. I think we I think we did it in the show. We might not have done it in the show, but we 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 pulled a we pulled a photo up of him with Marcus Freeman, and he was super skinny. And the 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 comment that I made was is like, yeah, he's skinny now, but look at the feet, look at the shoulders, look at the hands. This kid's going to be huge. You could just tell he was going to fill out. You 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 could tell the DNA was going to kind of carry the day, right? And now you look at him, and you're like, okay, he's like two fifty now. And I'm going to show you a picture of him standing next to Kyle Kyle Hamilton, who's six foot four, two twenty uh, from <laughs> yes from this week from uh, the game on Saturday. But but Bryce is a kid that that uh, Notre Dame is obviously we're familiar with for a long time. But getting him on campus this weekend was uh, was important. This was one of those ones too, Brian, where you're like Notre Dame has been in such a good position for so long. It's kind of like what's the holdup here? <laughs> you know, like what, is this what going to happen type of thing. I will say, just kind of a quick side note, I was able to, yeah, it's very fair. And I was, I I saw Bryce Young in person for the first time because you had told me, you know, like, no, this kid's massive, right? Saw him in person for the first time until this weekend, Ryan. You had only seen pictures of him from his from last summer when he was like barely two hundred pounds. Yeah, I I got a chance to see him in January up close in person when he came on the visit with his dad, and I was like, wait till you see this kid. Like he does not look like the same kid. I think seeing him next to his dad is the biggest thing too, right? You're like he towers over Bright, uh, Bright Young, who's a yeah. NFL Hall of Famer, a by the way. Three, 300 pounds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Th- this is Bryce next to Kyle Hamilton. Yep. Who's six four and two hundred twenty pounds? 
Yes. Right now, you you can't really tell with the the jer- the jersey on and stuff like that, but he's a good good inch at least taller than Kyle Hamilton. So and, and I, I Hamilton don't think he's was a Hamilton was a legit six four and an eighth when he weighed in too, right? So I mean, he's a legit six foot four. We're not saying he's not a six three and a half kid that we're rounding up to six foot four. Like Hamilton was still yeah. legit six four. Yeah. So exactly, exactly. So you you can see it there, man. That's a that's a that's a big boy. That's yeah. a big boy. And, so, and um, I mean, this is it, it was a great setting for it too, Brian, because obviously for people that were at the game or watched on TV, I know they talked about it on TV as well. They kind of honored Bryant Young during the game as well, which was a yeah. really cool scene. It was really dope. I think that was a great opportunity for him, obviously, to be around the other Notre Dame alumni, around the other recruits on campus. And this is one where I'm just like, I, I think that it's ultimately going to be Notre Dame whenever th- it right. happens. It's just like. Well, what's, what's I think happen, I think know? the big takeaway from this weekend was yeah. I feel a lot better about the chances of this not dragging into the summer. It's still not a given, but I feel a lot better about the chances of this not dragging into the summer. Now, they got to still continue to close because part of me, yeah. part of me wonders if in the back of his mind, he's not partly like like Emmett Mosley. Some of oh, the staff is dropping the ball with Emmett Mosley. Not really. Not really. They've tried. Yeah. I just think Emmett wants to kind of do his own thing, which is fine. I mean, it's okay. There's nothing wrong I, I with think, that. I think we're seeing that more and more nowadays, yeah. too, of like legacies kind of doing something else. Yeah. Which, nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong yeah. with it at all. But maybe there's that. But I, I, I feel like, especially after this weekend, I feel very good about where Notre Dame is. I feel a lot. I'll say this, Ryan, and we'll leave it here before we move on to the next kid. I feel a whole lot better about where they are with Bryce Young now than I did a week ago. A yeah. whole lot better. Oh, 100%. Like, 100%. I, at this point, I'll be a little surprised if it goes into the summer at this point in time. I'll yeah, be man. a little surprised. Let's move on to the next one, Ryan. There's This was a big one. Notre Dame yep. had a chance to host, finally got a chance to host again, Kingston, Viliama, Asa from uh, St. John Bosco out in Bell, Califrac- Bellflower, California. The top linebacker on the board. Yes. Ryan, you've got a chance to get to know Kingston really well. you got a chance to sit down with him face-to-face this weekend as well. This was one of the most important visits of the weekend because Notre Dame is in a dogfight. He had mentioned to you in an article, it's Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Tennessee are basically the three schools that, he's, that are Notre Dame's battling for. Notre Dame needed to have a big, a big, big needle-moving visit with Kingston, Ryan. So my yeah. question to you, were they able to do that? I really, I really think they did. Yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, Brian, he already has three official visits set up. One is to Ohio State, one is to Notre Dame from June 16th to the 19th, and the other one is to USC, obviously, which is in the backyard type of thing, right? So Ohio State, USC, and Notre Dame are the three teams that Kingston. I'm sorry, is- I thought I, I thought he said Tennessee. I'm sorry, I got. I thought you no, were Tennessee. That's my bad. No, no worries at all. Yeah. So Ohio State, USC, Notre Dame are the three teams that he's really focusing on from the from the official visits that we'll see in June of him taking. This was a really important one for Kingston because he hadn't been back on campus since last blue gold game. So a year ago was the last time he was on campus at Notre Dame. We know, and he's been on Irish breakdown podcast before we've heard from him literally on the show that he's been very high on Notre Dame. And he, cause there's some areas I think Brian that really attract him to Notre Dame, which he continues to really, every time I talk to him, it's the same criteria, which is important. A consistent kid, right? One, is high-level football. Sure, that's a given. Other things, though, that really matter most to Kingston is relationships with the staff and people behind the scenes on these programs. That matters extremely high magnitude for a guy like Kingston, Viliamoasa. And the other thing, Brian, which I think is very good and it plays in the Notre Dame's favor a little bit, is Kingston is very open to his spirituality and his religious Very open. Very open. Talks about about it all the time. All the time. That's important to him. Notre Dame offers that to him. He talked to me this weekend about the fa- some of his favorite parts of the weekend outside of just talking to the coaches and being able to you know talk to Al Golden and Max Bulla and all those guys. Al Washington's another guy he has a great relationship with because he was actually recruiting Al- him at Ohio State. Al's doing a ton of work on yes. this particular – even though he's not a defensive lineman. If, if they yeah. get Kingston – this is one of those ones that it's it's not a D-line recruit, but Al Washington needs a big – Big assist on this one. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Very big assist on this one. Yeah. But, Brian, he talked about two of the, his favorite things that he saw on campus was, one, the grotto. He got this, got, got to light the candle, had a mo- – he told me 
I had a moment at the grotto, which was just really special to him. The other thing was he got to see the Basilica. He got to walk in. He's like, this was beautiful, man. Like just absolutely beautiful. He, lo- he loved just kind of seeing those religious entities on campus. Those things that we know as Notre Dame fans and people that have been on campus, like the grotto, the Basilica, it's a sight to see. It really is. You can't really describe it until you're there. Like you just really can't. And those things matter to a guy like Kingston. It matters. And look, this is where I am with this. USC's in the mix. I think this is a Notre Dame-Ohio State battle. I really do. I think that that's the two that are going to be clashing here. He's got great relationships with Ohio State. He's got great relationships with Notre Dame. I really think, though, when you look at the full scope, the religious side, the people side, the school side, the fits, everything, I think that Notre Dame has a really good chance, especially after leaving this visit, because I think that they hit a lot of the criteria he's looking for. But ultimately, I do think it's a Notre Dame-Ohio State battle, and Notre Dame has put himself into a really good position with Kingston following this weekend visit, obviously. Next, Ryan, I want to move over to another one of my favorite recruits in this class. Obviously, we've seen a little bit of, of Kingston film here from, from St. John Bosco. Uh, before we move on to the next kid, that I, I, I think that sometimes we can overplay the phrase musket, right? Yeah. I, I think sometimes we can we can overplay that. And you know, look, Will Shipley was a musket until he wasn't. And then you got Audrey Estime and Logan Diggs. Yes. This is a unique situation because I don't know if there's a plan B here if they don't get Kingston. There's definitely not a plan B that's on the same anywhere on the same level as Kingston. No. For a couple of reasons. Number one is they're just not in on a lot of the top linebackers. Number two, it's not a great linebacker class. He's one of the few, to me, no-brainer top 100 kids at linebacker in this class, and there aren't many. He's one of them. That only adds to the need to why he's even more importantly a musket. And so I – this, this is a big one, so that's why I think it was very important to focus on them this weekend. You needed your shot, right? Because did he he said he was going to commit uh, before before a senior, senior year in July, yeah. right? Yep. So you get one more crack at it, but but how this visit went was going to set you up for how you were going to be going into those summer or, or is going to play a big role, I should say, not the NLP, but it's going to play a big role in where you're going to be when you get into those visits. Yeah, and he's, I mean, again. Another kid, and we talked about this last year with like Jaden Greathouses of the world, the Rico Floreses. Brian, you're going after a player that comes from a, a school that just won a national championship. Like St. John Bosco didn't just win the state championship in California. They were named the national champion for what they did this past year. 13-1, and one, they beat Modern Day in the playoffs. It, it was one of the better games of any high school program this past year after they actually lost. The only loss that, that St. John Bosco had last year was the modern day earlier in the season. Then they beat him in the playoffs. You're going after a kid from one of the premier play, uh, premier programs in all of high school football. And to be able to attract him, I, th- I think, again, everything about him fits. He's a high academic kid. He's a really talented football player. And he is a very religious young man. He's very spiritual. Like all those things, when you put it together, yeah, I would call it a kid. Uh, can't miss like you can't miss on a Kingston. He's really that important in this class, in my opinion. And we've talked about linebacker recruiting still has a whole lot of question marks, but one way that those questions could be answered very quickly, Brian, is to get a guy like a Kingston Villamuasa. He is that type of football player. And he comes obviously from a great program out in California, plays high level football. And he's the unquestioned best football player on that defense that has guys like Peyton Woodyard, Jason Mitchell, and they, they put players into college football every single year, and there's no questioning how good a guy like Kingston is. Let's move over to another really important com- recruit that not commit, but recruit that was on campus this weekend, Ryan, and that is kind of athlete Isaiah Canyon yep. from Warner Robins High School. And I say athlete because he plays corner, he plays some safety, he plays quarterback, he plays wide receiver. Notre Dame likes him as a wide receiver. Love this kid, Ryan. I mean, I remember you and I, I gave you his name. I was like, hey, this is a guy to keep an eye on. And we're like, never heard of this kid. Look at his rankings. Like, okay, <laughs> here we go again, right? I, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of joking because that's not usually the reaction that we have. But you pop in the film, you're like, this is a legit kid measuring this summer, Ryan, at, a, at an event in Georgia, 6'3 and an eighth, 198 pounds. And he ran a four five one laser time. Explain what Verified. that means. But then also talk about uh, – his weekend because obviously he was a uh, he's a very important recruit that Notre Dame is really trying to close on because the big boys are going to be getting on him very soon and some already are 
starting to yeah. and yeah and uh it's important in their name close the deal before that happens and that's what they're trying to do we'll see if they're able to pull it off but that's what we're tr- they're trying to do I, I mean you mentioned it six three and an eighth 198 pounds four five 140 that means guys he's long and he's explosive and he's fast so those things matter right we're talking about a high school junior running that type of si- that type of time at that size that's really good stuff a Warner Robins Georgia player as well. You talk about, I mean, because Brian, you're going to watch this film and everybody out there is going to watch this film. You're going to be like, this kid's playing quarterback. He's playing wide receiver. He's playing cornerback on this particular play. He's also a punter. He's one of the best punters in the state of Georgia as well. This kid does everything for this Warner Robins team. Warner Robins is an important element to this recruitment, in my opinion, though, because who's from Warner Robins as well, Brian? Chancey Stuckey is from Warner Robins. Not the same high school, but he is also a Warner Robins kid. Isaiah has talked to me in the past about the fact that he knows, like he knows Chancey Stuckey and he knows people that know Chancey Stuckey. Like there's a there's kind of a connection there instantly. A player that is still developing as a football player, not to a fault of his own, though, because he's a kid that's just been asked to do so many different things for Warner Robins. Like this is one of those kids that I feel like is really going to blow up the minute he just starts doing one thing on a football field at this size, this athleticism, a young man that had been on, on campus obviously before at Notre Dame, but this was a chance to really get the full experience this past weekend. Spoke to a couple commits that spent a lot of time with Isaiah. Kind of the immediate feedback is he fit really well with the kids on campus. And he is a very soft-spoken kid you know, just kind of really polite, kind of off the, you know, kind of off to the side a little bit, but his game is loud. His game is extremely loud. Florida State, I know, is one that just offered him recently. There's going to be more teams that are going to be showing more and more interest in an Isaiah Canyon. I think Notre Dame is the team to beat in this one, leaving this weekend, and I think that they really put their best foot forward where I don't know exactly what the timeline is as far as when this one will end, but if it ends anytime soon, I think Notre Dame is going to be in a great position for a guy like Isaiah Canyon. Yeah. Now, just real quick, uh, we'll point out something here that uh, just broke. Not unexpected news. Prince Collie's entered the transfer portal. That is not a shock to anyone. We'll just briefly talk about this one, and then we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about it later. But uh, he is a kid that uh, we knew this, Ryan. Ryan, I told you, what, two months ago that yes. Prince was going to transfer. Uh, the destination has basically been known for a while. He's going to follow the last linebacker coach. Basically, the not 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 the most recent one, but the one that recruited him here. Yeah, not a surprise. And um, he'd been telling people for a while this was going to happen. That's why we didn't see him at practices, and why you know he he's been struggled to stay healthy. Number one, but great special teams player that just struggled to really get the defense. I mean, that's just really what it comes down to. Just struggled as a kid that played running back, receiver, and linebacker in high school, just never could quite get a grasp of it. And he was he. He was pushing more to keep the number two role than he was to start kind of yeah. late in the season. And 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 he knew the writing was kind of on the wall this season that he was going to have to compete with Nolan Ziegler and Jalen Sneed and the freshman linebackers on campus for playing time. And, and uh, not that he was leaving because he's afraid of competition. I just think he was he was thinking about that for a while. He had a great relationship with Nick Lazinski and Clark Lee. And I think just that was sort of the final – the final straw for him. So uh, Prince Kali is, is, is in the transfer portal and I fully expect him to, to end up at Vanderbilt. Now, it, you know, maybe they can't take him or whatever, who knows, but that's, that's the intention. That's what he's basically been telling people for a while now is that what he wants to do. So not a surprise. We expect this and uh, we'll, we'll have a lot more on it, but I just want to quickly cover that before we move on to the next one. I want to talk about some big boys next, Ryan. Obviously, a, a very important recruit in the 2024. And he's becoming increasingly more important. Increasingly more important. And that is offensive lineman Styles Prescott from Hamilton, uh, Indiana, Southeastern. Hamilton, Southeastern High School. It's near the Indianapolis area. He was on campus this weekend as well, Ryan. What's the latest on, on Styles? This is another one, Brian. I mean, he's an Indiana kid. He got offered a couple months ago from Notre Dame. He's been on campus a couple times since being offered. I think this is one of those situations where it was actually Harry Heastan was the one that offered Styles Prescott, right? And you're just kind of waiting for that relationship to be built with a guy like a Joe Rudolph because we know that Notre Dame has been 
very high on a guy like a Styles Prescott. By all indications, everything went really well this 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 past weekend. And this is another one where Notre Dame, I believe, is the leader here. And if it ends anytime soon, I believe that Notre Dame would be ultimately the destination. This is just another one of those, though, where you're like, he's an Indiana kid. He knows the Notre Dame brand. He's been on campus a couple of times. When exactly is it going to end? If it ends anytime soon, again, feel really good about Notre Dame's chances to close on this one and to finish this one out. And by all indication, everything went great this weekend. You know, I heard from a couple commits on campus that talked about, you know, he seemed, again, seemed to fit with everyone, right? Like the, the, the personalities meshed. And a guy like a Styles Prescott obviously has a, has a good visit to Notre Dame this weekend. And just the question is, when does it end? Because if it ends anytime soon, Notre Dame is in a very good position to land a guy like him. Let's talk about why he this is such an important – Ryan, by the way, just I'm trying to work on this article yeah, about Kali, so just keep that in mind as as uh, as your, your abrupt ends. To say, to say, to say, you're fine, man. I'm just giving you a hard time. Uh, but uh, just kind of explain why. I mean, this look, Ryan. This is a this is a, a very important recruitment for a lot of reasons, and and it yep. comes down to the class that he's in, and just the uncertainty of of other guys at a position that isn't. I think the spring game showed Ryan tackle behind Alt and Fisher is Emil Wagner, and I'm not sure what else. Yes, but, you know, maybe Charles Jackson could be that guy. I hope he is. I mean, unless they need him a guard. I think he could be a really good tackle, but it, it gets a little bit shaky after that because Tosh Baker hasn't improved. Michael Carmody's not a tackle. Ty Chan got hurt again. It's uh it's a little shaky after that. Yeah, no, it really is. It, this is one of those situations. And Caleb Johnson obviously transferred this offseason as well, a guy that just wasn't in the plans for Notre Dame moving forward. And we've talked about 2024 recruiting. Because if you flash back real quick to 2023 for a second. Charles Jagasaw's a guy that I think is going to play offensive tackle at a high level at Notre Dame. After that, though, you struggle a little bit to find a true tackle in the 2023 class. Like we know that by all indications, Sullivan Absher is going to have an opportunity to play offensive tackle. And I will say this, Brian, I don't know if you saw pictures of Sullivan this offseason, this uh from this past weekend. Looks a little thinned out, man. I kind of like looked like he was in really good shape. So I'm excited for Sullivan to get on campus because he'll be here in June, obviously. But He's a guy that I think is most likely an interior offensive lineman when all is said and done. I think he's a guard. We know that Joe Odding is going to be a center and an interior offensive lineman for Notre Dame. You know Sam Pendleton is going to be an interior offensive lineman. And Christopher Terrick is also a guy that projects best inside an offense on the interior. So we look at that and you say, Notre Dame may have only gotten one true offensive tackle in the 2023 class in Charles Jagasaw. So fast forward to 2024, right now how you're sitting is you have a guy in Peter Jones who, again, could he play right tackle? It's possible, but he's most likely an interior offensive lineman when all is said and done. Anthony Knapp is another player that could he play some offensive tackle? Possible, but he looks like to me more of an interior offensive lineman. That's what he appears to me. So these last two spots for Notre Dame on the offensive line, it's paramount you get a couple offensive tackles in this class right now. Styles Prescott? There's obviously some things to work on. He's a high school junior, like it's every other high school junior in the world. But he's a player at six foot six, 270 pounds with good length. I don't think there's a question of whether he can play offensive tackle or not. He can. So him, obviously with Gerby Lambert's on the board as well, getting a couple of these offensive tackle types into the 2024 class for Notre Dame is paramount because you haven't recruited enough of these true offensive tackles the last two cycles. You need to get a guy like a Styles Prescott who is a true offensive tackle because you really need to start filling a need because uh, you lack offensive tackles on this roster outside of Blake Fisher and Joe Alt right now. Brian, I, I look, I look at this one too. And I mean, you, you and I both got a chance to see Anthony Knapp this weekend. I'm, I'm, I, we were told he has 34 inch arms. I just, I didn't, he masks it well. He masks yeah. it well, but uh, he's an interior. I think he's probably more of an interior guy. In I, I, I liked I liked how he looked physically, but yeah, I mean, I texted you. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't know if that's 34 inch arms, man. Like, I'm, right. I'm and I'm usually I'm pretty good at that type of stuff, man. I'm pretty good at like identifying length, especially in person. I, I don't know if that's 34 inch yeah. arms, man. I'm just not yeah. sure about that. So let's move on. This next one, Ryan, I want to talk about is really a big one because one of the guys that coming into the weekend, we did not feel great about where no, like a lot of these guys we've talked about, 
uh, Bryce okay. Young, uh, Styles Prescott, Isaiah Canyon. We we felt Notre Dame was the leader for. We felt really good about you know they were at least in the mix for for Micah Gilbert. Uh, we we felt they were like at the very at the very least co leaders for Kingston. Yes, the guy that we did not feel Notre Dame was in a great position about coming into the weekend. In all honesty, is Pennsylvania defensive end Malachi Williams. Yes. So I want to first talk about the update of his recruitment, and then we're going to talk a little bit about what we saw physically from him on this weekend, which was very <laughs> encouraging. But I think this is one, Ryan, where I want you to tell the people kind of what you've been able to gather this weekend, because I think this is one where I would argue that this is this is the one this weekend almost set you off with this, Ryan. Yeah. There's no recruit that they made a bigger like difference with from where they yeah. were to where they are now this weekend in Malachi Williams. Yeah. Because before this, and I've been fully transparent with this, I just didn't think there was a ton of interest there. I really didn't, but there was an urge from his family and from his coaches to get up to Notre Dame to kind of see everything. There was, I was able to meet his mom briefly this weekend. I was able to talk to his coach for a decent amount of time. And this is kind of everything I'm gathering, Brian. One, he got off to a late start in this trip because there was a little bit of a, there was a little bit of a travel issue to begin this trip. So he didn't get in uh, Notre Dame until Friday night at like 11 at night. So obviously he missed some time to be able to meet with coaches that night and recruits and do all that great stuff. Right. But the thing that really gives me optimistic, just talking to him for a few minutes, being able to see kind of the impact Notre Dame had on him this weekend. One, he's got some allies that are pro Notre Dame, in my opinion, his, his coach is, is very, you know, pro Notre Dame in that sense. His mom is very open to him, obviously, you know, exploring options like this. I loved his, meeting his mom, Brian, because she's like one of those mothers that's like, I'm going to guide you and help you in any way you want, but this is your decision, right? Like, ultimately, I love those types of parents because there's obviously a guiding light, but it's also needs to make his own decision, right, at the end of the day. And I love that. So there's a couple allies to Notre Dame in this one, I believe, which is good. And let, let's be full transparent here. Notre Dame has made this kid feel like a priority very, very quickly. Talked a lot about the conversation just with Al Washington, Al Golden, and how much that they made him feel like they needed him in this class as a Viper. They made him feel that, like a priority. So this is one of those situations, and I, I heard you know, fr- through the grapevine in this one from a couple sources close to him, that there is a very good chance that Malachi Williams will return to Notre Dame on an official visit. So they moved the needle this weekend. They really showcased just kind of everything around Notre Dame football and being a student athlete at Notre Dame and what it can provide. And honestly, I didn't think that – I still don't really think that Malachi has a leader in any sense. He's been down to Texas A&M. He's been all over the place as far as some schools that he's seeing. But Notre Dame made an impact here, Brian. And if they get him back for an official, which I think has a decent chance of happening, then I think Notre Dame has a, a, a outside shot here, man. I really do think that they have a chance to get a guy like a Malachi Williams who fits a major need for Notre Dame. You want to talk about a true Viper? There's no question of what position this kid's going to play. This kid is a 6'4 plus long. I mean, I, I, I <laughs> we'll talk about the physical stuff in a second, but I really think that they push the needle here tremendously, Brian. And if they're able to get a visit from him this, you know, in June, I think that Notre Dame has an outside chance of landing a guy like a Malachi Williams. Cause I think that there was like hesitancy to begin with, but intrigue completely turned into quickly turned into interest this, this uh, weekend for me. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Now, the key for them, Ryan, is going to be, okay, what do you do next? How do you build on this, right? Because we've seen before kids coming on visits and they love it and everything goes great. But then the follow-up isn't, you're just not able to click the same way on the follow-up and you lose all your momentum. So it's going to be very important that the Notre Dame staff really work hard to 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 build on this momentum, yeah, and make sure that they don't lose it and get them back for an official because you're not going to get them in the class most likely because of this visit. Now, yes. Maybe you do, but it's going to be tougher in order to do that. And and so and we'll talk. By the way, we'll be talking about the uh, Prince Collie thing. We'll talk a little bit more about that after all the recruiting updates. So we're not going to just say what we said, and move on. We'll talk a little bit more about it after those. But I, I think that was it was important, Ryan. I mean, because you've got yep. two, in my opinion, now they're different types, right? I think right now Elijah Rushing is is more polished. He's he's bigger. He's he's just had no. But as you and I have said, I don't know if there's that many ends in the country at all that have a higher ceiling than Malachi. I don't I mean, think so. Man. He's raw, yeah. but he is to me. He is he. If every kid in this class, and I'm talking about the entire nation, maxes out their potential. This is one of those kids that has, in my opinion, top 15 NFL draft pick talent. Now, he also is the kind of kid that could never play a meaningful down because he doesn't figure it out or doesn't get big enough. But I'm just telling you, if if this kid develops the way that I think he's capable of, and some of the things I heard from you about his attitude and the, his personality and all that stuff only raises the bar for me and what my expectations are. Because I don't know the kid, right? I only know yeah. what I see on film and things. But when you the things I heard this weekend about him and his – and from other folks about, you know, just the type of young man he is. It just, it, it's like, okay, yep, checks that box too. But man, this kid's got t- tremendous talent. And here's an important thing, Ryan. You sent me a picture of him <laughs> that you took, and then my wife sent me a picture that she took. And I'm gonna try to pull that picture up. This kid is as long of a player as I. And we've seen, I have seen in person, Ryan, some. Yeah. Freaky long kids in Notre Dame. Isaiah Foskey was very long, but Adi Dakumbo Ogandiji and Khalid Kareem were insanely long athletes. 35 and this inch kid, guys. This kid, yeah. yes, this kid seems to be every bit as long as those guys. I mean, it is it is nuts. I mean, Josh Burnham's got crazy length, but this kid's just got really crazy length. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this photo up that you sent me and I'm gonna um you sent me this, were you didn't you take this photo? Yeah, where he's excited, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm going to bring this up. Look at this. Look at that. That is crazy length. The That's other thing length. that I noticed too, Ryan, is he's a lot thicker now than he was in the fall. And I think well, that, you said he, he measured in uh, a lot bigger than you and I expect because we were expecting him to be barely over 200 pounds, like maybe 210 at the most, right? Yes. Yep. Well, and, and that's a great note to lead off of is one – there are some sites that list him at six five, and there's other that list him at six foot three. I, I saw him walk up. I'm like, that ain't no six foot three, man. <laughs> so he measured in. I mean, I think a hair under six foot five, and he's still growing. The great part too, Brian, is a, a small note. He's still only sixteen years old, man. He's a young kid for his age as well. So he could very well continue for his to grade. grow. He's for young what for I his say, grade. For his age. He's young, age, yeah. he's young for his age. He's also young for his age. I have said that before. Like, uh, I don't know. He's. He's young yeah. for his grade. For a junior in high school, he's only 16 years old. Obviously, the end of the school year here as well. So he's right. only 16, right around six foot five. I, what's your? I don't know what the arm length is exactly, but that's one it's of the nuts. longest dudes I've seen in person yeah. in my life. Like he's incredibly long. And I'll say this too, Brian. We expect a 210, somewhere around there, maybe a little less. Waiting at 228 pounds, and the goal is from the coach told me this directly. They want him to be around 240 pounds this season, like leading up to his senior season. So he's a lot thicker than we thought, a lot bigger than we thought as far as the weight perspective. And he's as long as I thought he was on film, man. I mean, it doesn't take long to watch that film and be like, that dude is dumb long. Like it's just playing outside his frame, being able to sprawl and show that tackle radius. It's absurd, man. So seeing that guy physically, again, I think we use the – can't miss thing too often especially for a kid that like it's not can't miss because you're just getting in into a good position with him but man seeing that kid i'm like notre dame needs more of that they need more of the guys that look like that that's different man and and the film show is impressive too ryan the rawness that we talked about is kind of technical and and obviously the body is pretty raw but i mean he's got a really impressive game he's twitchy he's athletic and I mean, he's just—he's that kind of guy you, you and I talk about, right? Like, he just—he just looks different and he moves different, and they just need lot, more guys like of, that. 
A lot of yeah. Brian Burns in in his game, in my yeah. opinion. Number one, one. I actually one. think he's. I think he's got a lot more thickness potential after what we saw this weekend that Brian Burns does. Yeah. But yes, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good Bri- game wise, Brian, explosiveness wise. Yes, Brian Burns was like 210, 215 pounds coming out of American Heritage, yeah. right? But then he, I mean, he got up to. I think he was like two fifty at the combine or somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, a, like he can explode two fifty. Yeah, it was a yeah. pumped up two fifty. But yes, you are correct. I think this kid has a chance to be a natural two fifty. Yeah. Oh no. I, I think um, yeah. I was talking to his coach Brian. I think that this kid could be two sixty plus pretty quick. Like he's he's got that type of frame that he man. Because he's yeah. yes, he's more foot out than I thought. But there's still a lot of weight that he can put on yes. that frame, man. Like he can put another thirty yes. pounds. His arms are still frame. skinny. I mean, yeah. in that flow, him his arms are still pretty skinny. But yeah, he's got really broad shoulders. He's gonna be a he's a good he's a good looking player, man. But the big takeaway, we already knew he was really good. The big takeaway yes. is Notre Dame has made themselves a, a factor if they can build on what they've seen so far. We're going we're gonna to wrap this up a little bit, Ryan. Um, just kind of get through these next couple really big ones that I think yeah. were really important, and then we'll kind of just ra- sort of rapid-fire mode, go through the rest of them. Yep. They had two – they had really <clears> – <throat> we should have done this all together, really. This is my mistake for not doing them in, in the proper order, but I wanted to do all three linebackers together. Sure. And we obviously talked about Kingston, but I wanted to do Bodie Cahoon and Chris Cole together with Kingston, like back to back to back, because if we're talking about a sort of a, a dream scenario for Notre Dame, Ryan, and, and what is the gap closing class? Like in that what we talked about last week, what's the gap yes. closing class? You and I have, have said that for Notre Dame to get a gap, close, the, the gap closing class for Notre Dame right now in 2024, they were all on campus this weekend. I mean, their gap closing class was on campus. It was Kingston. It was Bodie Cahoon, and it was Chris Cole. Yes. And um, I kind of joked on Twitter earlier, and I had to tell people sarcasm because, you know, there's some people on Twitter who have <laughs> zero ability to uh, pick up never heard sarcasm. Of it. Yeah. But I said, uh, I said, I think Al Golden and Max Bull are sucking up to me right now. They want me to say right good things about them because <laughs> they're recruiting like four linebackers from Virginia, right? I mean, these two yeah. plus Aaron Childs, who I don't think they have much of a shot with, but they're still recruiting him. And then also you've got the Brett Clatterball kid in the 25 class from Virginia. Yes. Yep. But uh, you know, th- these are two really important kids in my opinion. And, and, and one is more of a enclosing mode. And the other one is you got to put yourself in the ball game with a good visit. Yep. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about those two and let's begin with a Bodie Cahoon, Ryan, because this is a kid that obviously Notre Dame has been very high on Bodie and, and Kingston. I mean, those are, they're, those are the two inside guys. If you want to talk about who the two inside guys that are on the board and I'm going to say something else. And some people may view this as sour grapes, and and it's not because I like Peyton Pierce more more than most actually, as a college player. But I don't think Notre Dame pushed as hard for Peyton Pierce once James Laronitis left as they as James did. I think James Laronitis liked Peyton Pierce a lot more than maybe some of the other coaches on the Notre Dame staff. And and I think that Bodie Cahoon is a guy that you and I have heard for a while that this staff likes a lot. Yep. And so uh, they, they've been in a good position, but, you know, Tennessee, North Carolina, other schools are in competition. You have said, Ryan, you have said that he has told you that this is going to be a summer decision after officials. Yes. After this weekend's visit, Ryan, is that going to be the, is, or is the story still the same? It's changed a little bit. It has. I, I asked for kind of an updated timeline from Bodie and it had been consistent up until this point, Brian, like he wanted to get something figured out by June, right? Which tells you, you know, May is probably the decision-making mode, right? Which is right around the corner. But that still gives you a whole month to kind of figure this thing out. And because he's a former lacrosse commit to the University of Ohio, uh, from Ohio State University, excuse me, but a person that is obviously now open to other possibilities. And kind of where we are now is with the timeline stuff, I asked him about the timeline and it's kind of, I'm evaluating that with my parents right now. And typically that means things are probably getting pushed up a little bit, right? And if things are getting pushed up, you have to like Notre Dame. They're at least considering pushing them up. Yes, that's exactly. That's the thing. They're at least yes. considering that, and that's that's important. Timeline could be changing in this one, which I think is something to keep a very close eye on. Again, Notre, he's been to Notre Dame twice in the last 30 days, right? Not the, not the same month, but you know, late in May, obviously, now in April. And I think that Notre Dame is in a – very good spot with a guy like a Bodie Cahoon. Yeah. If this was one that pops soon, they'll be hard to beat. But again, yeah. 
He's reevaluated his timeline, and we will see if he pushes anything up or if he stays true to the yeah. by June conversation that he's been talking about. But another really good visit for Bodie Cahoon. I've come around on him quite a bit in the last month, Ryan. I, yeah. I, I you know, and I think part of it's just an f- overall frustration with the board. But when I really studied and broke down his film, there's a lot to like there with Bodie yeah. Cahoon, especially as you, as I learned about you know kind of his background and, and football not being his top priority for a while you start to see like, okay, there's, there's something there you can work with. And so he, he's a guy that I like. Now, all I've ever said is you can't bring him and Cole Sullivan in the same class. That's, that's my only, that's my only issue there, but I I like this kid. And especially if you can partner him with Kingston and a guy like Chris Cole, you know, this is a good football player. He, any, you know, I think the big thing for me is I, I undersold his movement a little bit early. Yep. You know, and then as I dove in a little bit more film, you say, okay, yeah, this kid's got some. And there's a, I'm trying to think, somebody told me there's some lacrosse film out there. Um, yeah, but uh, I know Brandon Plesner is really down on him. And, and I, <laughs> I, I just, I don't see what Brandon, I don't see what Brandon. I, I think the closing speed's really good for his size, man. Yeah. I think the closing speed's really good. I don't yeah. know. I guess. I, I, I definitely see more than Brandon sees. Now, is this a top 100 kid? No, he's not. But this is a good yeah. football player. It's a good football player and a good athlete and a guy that has some. Some inside versus, you know, could play Mike and Will. I like him more as a Mike, to be honest with yes. you. I, I think the movement skills are better for the Mike, but he could play Will, you know. But he's, he's a pretty long kid. That's one thing I saw this weekend, too. He's got good length. He, yes. He's, he's surprisingly good length. And, and verified at 6'2", 220 pounds by Notre Dame. So yeah. he's got, got good size for the position as well, to your points. Yeah, he's a good football player. Now, the other kid that was on campus, and we watched his film last weekend, Ryan, and, and you know yeah. I'm a – I'm a huge fan of his upside, and that's Chris Cole. Obviously, he's yes. a kid that right now Notre Dame is Notre Dame is in the phase right now, Ryan, where they're that he likes them enough to visit, but it's more about you need to really move the needle in the visit if you're going to be if you're going to come out of it as still a contender. So my question is, Ryan, you had a chance to talk with Chris, I believe, or at least people around him. Uh, was Notre Dame able to move the needle enough to where they're going to come out of this visit still a major player in his recruitment or not? Well, I mean, first and foremost, I got to stand next to Chris Cole over the weekend, Brian. And this kid is another one of those dudes that you're like, wow, this dude is long, man. (laughs) Salem, Virginia, high school, 6'3", 210 pounds. And he is every bit of that 6'3", and he's super long, man. Very, very impressive athlete on the hoof. And to answer your question, Brian, yes, I think that Notre Dame definitely moved the needle this weekend. Another one where he hasn't been on the board that long was a player that actually visited Notre Dame last year for a camp, said that Notre Dame has kept in constant contact with him over the last few months, finally offered him a couple months ago, and he's quickly became a a high priority for Notre Dame at the Rover position. I think he's a guy that could start at Rover, but eventually could even be a will linebacker at the next level because he's got a really nice frame, really good athlete, went there with... I believe it was his mom and his grandmother were the ones that took the visit with him. He was there with two two ladies. And again, man, kind of coming out of the visit, he basically told me, and I have this in an article out there at irishbreakdown.com, that he is interested in potentially coming back to Notre Dame for an official visit. So obviously, Notre Dame moved the needle enough during this visit to make that a possibility that's on the table. Now, there's a lot of suitors for a Chris Cole. He's been offered by several SEC schools, several ACC schools, several Big Ten schools. A lot of the offer list is impressive, even though he's a three star recruit, apparently. But that's another conversation for another right. day. <laughs> yeah. Sure. yeah. Georgia and Alabama and all these dudes just offered three stars every sure. single day. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. But yeah. no, Notre Dame goes out to Salem, Virginia for, for average special teams players all the time. Right? Yes. I mean, but I think they really did move the needle, Brian. If they're able to, it's similar to Malachi Williams. I think that they moved the needle and they made Notre Dame a legit contender here, a possibility for him. The question I have, if you get him back for an official, I think this thing's real, right? You have to get him back for an official. He's talking about it. But until that's set up, I'm not going to sit here and predict him to Notre Dame, obviously. But I think Notre Dame put him in a position where if you get him back for an official, they can make a move with a kid like Chris Cole. Yeah. And and now it's going to be interesting to see how many officials he does take because of the new rule. You know, yes. it's a little different deal. But I don't in this one I don't really care as long as he just comes back. I think that's going to be the key. You're going to have to get him back again. He's going to have to get back for another 
another visit, obviously, at this point in time, if you're going to close. But it's good to hear that they definitely made a move on them. So that's obviously yeah. important. Ryan, we're going to quickly kind of wrap up these last two 24 kids. We're going to cover the 25 stuff here in the next couple of days because we're yeah. – we went very long on this, and I do want to talk a little bit about the Prince Collie situation. So uh, let's just kind of last couple guys. Uh, Oliver Miles, real quick, Ryan. You had, yep. you had a chance to talk to him? Yep. He is an athlete out of the state of Texas. Notre Dame is recruiting him as a safety. He talked a lot about the staff, really gave him great vibes as far as really liking his ability to have range with the back end and to be a little bit versatile with how he can potentially play at, you know, at the safety position. Told me just point blank, Notre Dame's one of my top schools, right near the top of the list. That one, I think, is a question of how hard is Notre Dame going to push, and what does the safety board ultimately look right. lo- look like? Because I think Which I don't know the answer to that, Ryan. I have I no clue. Does. <laughs> I have no clue. I mean, a month ago, you know, we're hearing Jalen McLean's basically, you know, a really good position for him. Yeah, and and now it's like um, they're not really in it anymore with him, you know, yep. and then. Dewan Lane, ah, he's just not, you know, he's just not real responsive to Notre Dame, and then all of a sudden, boom, Dewan Lane's on campus. Yes, you know, things go great with Trinity with uh, Kennedy Erlacher, and it looks good there, and I still think it is, but now all of a sudden he's going to TCU, he's going here, he's going there, and it's just kind of like, yeah. I don't know what's going on at safety right now. It's um, a weird. <laughs> did you get a chance to talk to Davis Andrews much? That's a guy that I just very yes. briefly. I'll, I'll so that's, have more. That's on him why later. we don't have much on on him just yet. We'll we'll have that yep. on the board later. Because we don't want to give an update until we have more, and then yep. the other one, Ryan. I'll just I'll just briefly give this one. T.J. Lindsay is a guy yes. that that came on the visit. I, I'll just leave it here, Ryan. Based on some recent commitments and movement with other D line recruits, I don't think that Notre Dame is going to make T.J. Lindsay the priority that he was before, and that was the yep. vibe that you got from talking to him as well. So I think that's one yes. that I, I think in the end, unless. Things change quickly. I don't see that one going anywhere moving forward. So that, I believe that wraps up the 24 kids, Ryan. You're going to try to get a hold of Davis Andrews, yep. who you've talked to a lot in the past. We just haven't gotten a whole lot up from yet from the visit. So we'll, we'll try to have more. But I, I just definitely think a good chunk of a good chunk of the guys on campus this weekend. I feel I feel Notre Dame is the leader for right now. We'll see one, two, three, four five at least five kids that came out of this visit they're the leader at least five and i would say they're the co-leader for at least two more yeah in my opinion and so that's that's where i want to be justin denson was on campus i i just I, he's not a guy right now that i think the staff is prioritizing as, as hey, i i talked i talked to him briefly i think that his options are kind of still open for a lot of different avenues yeah. as well so yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know if that's a guy that they're going to necessarily uh, make a big push for. And we don't have anything on Grant Bricks. Did Grant Bricks visit this weekend? That's news to me if he did, I know, honestly. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. Um, I didn't see him if he did. So actually, let me let me just check on something real quick. But um, anyway, so that's going to do it for that, Ryan. Uh, that's kind of the recruiting roundup. Yep. At this point in time, obviously, there's a lot of good, a lot of good movement, a lot of good rec- results from Notre Dame. Um it's a important weekend, and I think a weekend where Notre Dame was able to to really, really kind of get uh, get some much needed movement with some guys that we were unsure of, and and hopefully they put themselves a lot closer to closing with a couple other guys. So I think that was yes. very important. So I think overall, I mean, obviously not every weekend is great, but overall, very strong weekend for Notre Dame. Very strong weekend for Notre Dame. Now it's about closing. That's gonna be that's gonna be the key.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.